You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Kadeen only does listener letters because she wild nosy. Duh. <laughs> You've you, been saying that for what, nine seasons You're now? not even going to argue? I'm not going to argue that one. It's the truth. Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. Typically, we don't really do a story time for listener letters, but I feel like this story is uh, extremely valuable before we listen to people's stories. Okay. Okay? It's about our sons. We have four, y'all know, Jackson, Kyra, Cass, Dakota, right? And I've learned a lot about human behavior and people over the last 11 years. As we've had more children, you start to realize that no matter how you raise all of your kids, certain children will respond to certain things differently. Mm -hmm. And what it's teaching me is to have empathy for everyone else in the world because it don't matter how someone grew up, Mm -hmm. they may respond to something a certain way and you don't have the right to tell them how to respond. For example, you follow us on social media, you know that recently our dog died, Mm -hmm. right? Kingston. Mm -hmm. Kingston was 15 years old. Oh, rest in peace to Kingston. Kingston was officially the first son that we had. I bought Kingston 4K in 2007 Mm -hmm. when we were living in Michigan by ourselves. Uh, Long story short, um, that was the same year that Sean Taylor was murdered at a break-in, at a home invasion. Mm -hmm. And he was playing in the NFL at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, People from his, you know, inside of his people thought that he was away on an away game, broke into the house. Uh, He happened to be there because he was on injured reserve for the rest of the year. Someone fired a gun. And he was uh, shot in the artery, I believe, or he was stabbed in the artery in his leg and he ended up dying. Uh, rest in peace, Sean Taylor. But at that time, I was living at in Michigan with Kadeen. Mm-hmm. And we were living in Fairlawn mm-hmm. across from the mall and people knew that we lived there. I guess from Fairlawn, yeah, mall. And it made me kind of wonder, like, how, you know, 
how would I defend myself if someone thought I wasn't home and came and did a home invasion? So I ended up buying a gun. Kadeem wasn't big on guns, and she was just like, I don't want to live in a house with a gun. So I bought Kingston. At the time. At the time. Now yeah, things now. have changed. <laughs> Dual come test me. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now that she has kids, she's a completely different person. Uh-huh. But I bought Kingston at first. He was a 10-pound shih tzu. Then I bought Achilles. I know. Achilles was a 140-pound mastiff. So oh if anybody broke into the house, couple. they were the odd couple. Mm-hmm. So if anybody broke into the house, they would have to deal with Achilles, of course. He's a huge mastiff. But that's just the B story. The A story is Kingston passed away. So all of our children know Kingston. Absolutely. Right? They so all grew up Kingston's loving Kingston. birthday was um, October 1st, 2007. 2007. Um, and he just turned 15. Yeah. Um, and he died a couple of days after he turned 15. So he died in New York. We live in Atlanta. He was staying with uh, Kadeem's brother, Tristan. Shout out to Tristan. He took care, great care of Kingston. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, I got to tell the boys. So now we go to tell the boys. And I well, told, first off, before I told, we do that, mm-hmm. right, we had to keep my dad from telling the boys. Yes. Because my dad is like the Grim Reaper. He likes to just tell bad news. He just <laughs> is so at, and he yes. just does it with the most like straightforward way. Like he doesn't cushion it. He's just like, oh, yeah, the dog died. You That's know? actually a good little <laughs> end thing to put there yeah. for what happens after this, right? Because right. And your father's thing is with not even with just dogs. Right. When people die. <laughs> Yeah. Right when his mom passed, he's like, you know, people die. You know, they they live, they have a day. You know, right. these things happen. These things happen. He want to have a yeah. drink. He invite his friends over. They lie. You go to work the next day. Like that's just how her father is. Very practical. Mm-hmm. And we say used to say all the time, like you don't have a heart. <laughs> how can you just you just don't have a heart? How were you raised? Right. 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 Cut two. We got to tell the boys. Yes. And what I'm going to say right now happened verbatim. No exaggeration. Y'all know I'll be putting a hundred on ten. But this is no exaggeration. And everything that happened, I predicted to Kadeen that it was going to happen this way. Came to pass. Cairo and Jackson came downstairs first. And I said, let me tell these two because these two are the most emotional. Mm -hmm. Right? So I said, Jackson's going to ugly cry. Because Jackson is a very empathetic person. And then Cairo was going to see Jackson ugly cry and start crying because he's like, oh, if Jackson's crying, it must be important. And then Kaz is just going to ask me if he can watch the Thundermans. Like, Kaz is just not going to care, right? So they come downstairs, Jackson and Cairo. And I say, guys, I have um, something to tell you. And they're like, what happened? I said, Kingston passed away, right? Cairo breaks out. (laughs) Jackson tried to be tough, right? He's looking at me. He's shaking his head. (laughs) I said, bro. Your dog died. If there's any reason in the world to cry as a man, it's if your dog died. All right? So go ahead and cry. So he's <laughs> trying to be tough. So the two of them crying, right? Here come Kaz, strolling downstairs. Comes downstairs, stands up. What happened? Cairo goes, Kaz, Kingston passed away. Kaz goes, no, he didn't. Kingston died because Kingston is old. And when you're old, you did dead. So Kingston died. Daddy, can we watch the Thundermans? <laughs> just like that. He literally did it just like that. And and the parent in me first was looking at him like, you little sociopath. Like, <laughs> you have no feelings. You don't see that your brothers are going through something right now. But then I had to check myself. And I had to realize, like, I need to understand that everything doesn't affect everybody the, the same, same way. way. Yeah. So let me not judge him and make him feel guilty for not feeling the same way. And just accept the fact that he is more practical when it comes to death. Right. All right. And At also, his dog. 
and also made me realize that I need to hide all the sharp objects around <laughs> Cass because he has no feelings, right? I say you all this. Leave my little Sagittarius. <laughs> we have feelings, y'all. Okay. No, y'all don't. Just certain y'all don't things have just feelings. roll off our back a little easier than others. Y'all okay? have no feelings. Listen, you better leave my Cassie alone. And I say all that to say this: we about to read these listener letters, mm-hmm. right? So. When y'all listen to these listener letters, have empathy for these people. Yes. All right? Don't judge them because everybody goes through things and handle things differently. Just because someone's going to stay in a relationship with somebody for 5,000 years that they know they shouldn't be in <laughs> and write in and ask us if we think they should stay in that relationship, don't judge them. Okay? Have empathy. Right. Have empathy. Right? We're going to make a joke or two, but it's coming from a very, very good place. I Absolutely. promise y'all. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break. Absolutely. And then we have some special guests when we come we're back. We're going to dive into these listen letters. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. 
Near, yes, near the OG that I used for years has now leveled up, and they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin, and down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals, so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, y'all. So we're going to dive right in to my favorite portion of the show. Because you're nosy. Because I'm nosy as hell. And I be wanting to know y'all business. And y'all be <laughs> writing in. So I'm well within my right to read out these listener letters that we have today. Um, we dedicate usually one episode per season to just really diving into you guys writing in and seeing what you need help with, you know, what you need our two cents on. And we thought it would actually be fun to bring in two special guests on the show for us today to just give their two cents. So we got two cents, we got two cents, and we got two. That's how much, how, what's the math on that? We got about six cents. Why, how come we only got two cents, but they get two cents each? Two cents, that's true. We got to split our two cents because we married? That's I mean, what marriage is, y'all. I'm you not split splitting your no two money, cents. no half. No, because we're, we're the guests. <laughs> right. Oh, so y'all get we're extra cents because y'all the guests? <laughs> we get they more. get extra cents. Yes. <laughs> there we go. We'll allow all right, it. All right. So that's about six cents we have today, y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not like the movie, though. Um, here to help us get reasonably shady with these listener letters are two of the stars of The Real Housewives of Potomac and hosts of the podcast, Reasonably shady, Giselle Bryant and Robin Dixon. How Welcome, ladies. What's up? Thank you. It is such a pleasure to be here with you all. You all are beautiful and amazing. So thank you for having us. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Of that course, no, we you appreciate that. Well. Yes, yeah, beautiful and just so beautiful that we're sharing. I hear a makeup artist, Robin and Giselle, <laughs> Nelly. Yes. Once I saw she started working with you ladies, I was like, oh my God, the canvas though. These canvases are beautiful. Is it canvases yes. or is it can buy? I, I wouldn't know. You, you're the one that declared I'm the grammar head, right? Sense. Canvases sounds so good. You, yes. you tell us what the word awesome. is. Awesome. So She's we, so sweet and yes. awesome. Oh, we had a good time with her this weekend. Love that. I know you guys have been super busy. BravoCon is out the way. Um, you're just making a yeah. bunch of appearances. How did that go? BravoCon oh insane. Gosh. I have never <laughs> been as, like, I feel like my voice is hoarse. Like I've never been so tired in my life. Wow. And it, but it was, but, but it was like so exhilarating. Uh-huh. I told like, I told my husband, I was like, I feel like, I felt like Michael Jackson, like walking through the <laughs> convention center <laughs> because the, the fans would just like, they would see you and they start running at you and screaming and, oh my you know, yes. trying to get a selfie. And I was like, oh my yeah. God, this is, insane you know we're used to people wanting to take a picture with us but when you put thirty thousand of them in That's one a building lot. Wow. It's, a lot of people. <laughs> it's off the hook yeah. but it was it was awesome and then to see all the other bravo talent and you know you don't know them but you know them because you yes. because y'all are on the same network it was really cool that's dope yeah it's always it's always nice to know that people are watching you know because mm-hmm. we do the show and we just carry on, but people are watching. They're invested. They love it. They love all of our mm-hmm. craziness. So it was just nice to be up close and personal with people that 
know every scene from season one. They can recite it back to us. So, wow. Oh, that's a great, it's a great right, feeling. Right. So let me ask a question. What made you guys decide to get into the podcast lane? Oh my gosh, that was all Robin. So we were in the COVID, in the pandemic, mm-hmm. bored to tears. Uh-huh. And we really didn't have anything to do. And Robin was like, let's get on Instagram live and just mm-hmm. talk. So we did that a couple of times and people would comment and say, you know, you guys should have a podcast. And Robin called me and was like, girl, we need to have a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Now, Robin and I have never listened to a podcast in our That's life. That's how we started. <laughs> so we didn't even, yeah. yeah, we didn't even know what we we're getting ourselves into, but we were like, let's do yeah. it. And um, it's been great. Yeah. And it's, it's been really cool because on our podcast, like we don't talk about the show. We would love to talk about the mm-hmm. show, especially while it's airing. But we really don't talk about the show. So the listeners are really able to get to learn us even better. Um, Because on the show, you you know, you only see but so much of our lives and our personalities and all that. So um, on the podcast, I mean, they, they, you know, write in and they're just like, oh, my gosh, y'all are so funny. I feel like y'all are my girlfriends. You know, people look at me crazy because I'm walking down the street cracking up. And so it's been, you know, rewarding for us to hear from people because they love, you know, it's like they're connecting with us on a on a deeper level and not just yeah. on the show level. Wow. Absolutely. Who came Definitely. up with the name? Yeah. Reasonably Shady. Who came up with that name? That's that, Robin. Robin that was me. That's Robin. Because <laughs> I didn't know Housewives right. got shady. I didn't know that they got shady. You didn't shady. know that? No, oh, I didn't know that. What? I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm clearly lying. I'm clearly lying. Oh, okay. I'm clearly oh, lying. Okay. <laughs> so, but they're shady. What? They're shady within reason. Okay, within reason. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm so... So I'm technically, I'm generally the reasonable one. Like I'm always trying to find the good in something or I don't jump to conclusions Mm -hmm. or I'm trying to, I wait till I see all sides of a story to really, you know, give my, give my opinion. So I'm the reasonable one. Giselle Mm -hmm. is the shady one. She is instantly, it doesn't matter what it is. (laughs) She's jumping (laughs) shade. I love that. It's the perfect marriage. Yeah. But, but I still have shady in me Uh for sure, uh but I'm, I have, Reasonable shade. She's just uh-huh. shady. I love I that. Yes. I, I love see. that. Sounds yeah. like the yeah. perfect marriage. Because over here, we we have our fair share of shade. Over you heard here too. the shade earlier <laughs> talking about my AirPods was dusty because I because she I didn't want to let her use my AirPods. <laughs> I love that they were dusty or they had a bunch of earwax. That too. On, which neither. That part. Oh, neither. God. Sometimes your wife just be your biggest that hater. Part. You know exactly. what I'm saying? You just be hating. I yeah. As I close my AirPod case, like don't look at mine either. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, y'all. Let's jump into these listener letters. So I always tell people when y'all write in, first of all, don't send me two sentences and expect me to make up the rest of the story. So then now they took that right. shit to heart and they be writing these long ass dissertations. So be prepared. <laughs> At least okay. we'll hopefully have enough context to be able to give them what they need. Okay. You want to read the first okay. one? I'll read the first okay. one. All right, go okay, for it. Here we go. Good evening. Mm-hmm. I'm in the Navy. This year I've decided that I'm done. I will not re-enlist and keep doing something I don't love. I've been in it for 10 years and my current contract ends in two. I have things I don't, I have things I want, I want done before the day comes and I have plans for whatever gets done after. I have had a few girlfriends during my time in the Navy, but no relationship over a couple of months and all of them approached me first. I'm excited to start the rest of my life and I would like to have a good woman to do it with, but I am hilariously inexperienced in approaching women. My question is, where do I begin to start when it comes to building that confidence to break the ice and asking her out on a date when I see a woman worth it? Ah. Mm. So this is a good question because he's able, he'll able to get a woman's experience, three mm-hmm. women's experience, and then a man's experience. So I'll let you ladies go first. Mm-hmm. How, how, how could he work on building his confidence? 
love to see a picture of this dude because you know sometimes <laughs> the that's where it starts. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes, you know, we could say, bro, you need to like hair, you need to wear better clothes. Um, but if it's just like, you know, a conversation, I always find that a joke always wins. Mm-hmm. So if he could come to mm-hmm. her with like something that's funny and mm-hmm. she laughs. Yeah, I, I was that was my first thought as well. But I mean, it has to be a good joke, right? But <laughs> I, I mean, I'm wondering. So he's used, he's saying the women come to him all the time. That's like, what he so said. he's saying the women, he the says, women come to him. They be flocking. They, they to approach him. him. He said most they of the time they approach him. him. Yeah. him. He's right. lying. So <laughs> okay, lying. let me okay. let me just tell let me just tell the dudes out here, you know that that are scared or shy to approach women. Listen, you just got to understand, you're going to get shot down. You might mm-hmm. get shot down. 10 times and then that 12th time you know the 11th time you're you're going to win because i've shot down a many of guys and they just take the punches and they keep on moving and they go on to the next mm-hmm. and you see them you know you might be in a party you see them working a party they get shot down again you can see mm-hmm. them and then finally somebody <laughs> somebody gonna bite <laughs> this is so what I've i hate to, yeah i hate to break it to them you're you got to just go for it because you will get rejected. You're going to get shot yeah. down. People are not going to have time. They don't want to talk, whatever, but you're going to find that person that will connect with you. So you just got to try. Yeah. yeah I, I would have to say the biggest thing is understanding that people's quote unquote rejection doesn't have anything to do with you. You know, most of the time right. people have their own things they're going on and they project whatever they're going on in that day on people. So if someone says, no, I'm not interested. It doesn't mean that you're not a good person. You may, one, right. not be that person's preference. Or two, that person could be having a bad day. Or three, like you said, that person could not be having time. For me, what I tell my young men that I, I mentor, what I'm telling my sons is you got to just focus on being the best version of you and be confident when you walk up to a woman. It don't matter if you got on suspenders, if you got on a tuxedo, if you got on a naval outfit. If you walk up confident with your shoulders back and your head high and you got a nice joke, you know what I'm saying? She gonna probably laugh and kiki. Ah, ah. But if you walk in all like small, like you're you're not sure, that's the quickest way to turn a woman off if you don't seem sure. Yeah, usually insecurity right. insecurities can speak really loudly when yeah. you're um just approaching right. someone. So a lot of times, like when and Giselle you- said I want to see what he looks like, I'm like, Yeah, of course, because it's like the approach, the energy that he brings. Yeah. Before he even opens his mouth, a lot of times that has something to say about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I think would be helpful is if guys just get straight to the point. I hate that little stupid small talk when they're trying to like pretend like they're not trying to talk to you, but trying to see if you're going to like give them an opportunity. Just get straight to the point and be like, you know what? I spotted you. I think you're beautiful. Um, is there an opportunity for us to get to know each one another? Mm-hmm. Like, just get straight to the have point. You, have that you ever approached? Out. Have no, you ever approached Robin, a woman I like before? Stupid, I like stupid. Uh, <laughs> I want to say I like stupid small talk because I mean you know most stupid women small do. Talk, yes, uh, I like that. Robin, I'm telling no? you, you I, one one thing you should do is go get dressed up as a man and start approaching women and just being like, <laughs> "Hey, I think you're attractive. Can we go on a date?" They're gonna be like, "Uh, <laughs> that, uh no, that was that." I would get all their like numbers. It. Listen, my brother, my brother and I look exactly the same, and women think he is so handsome. So I would get all their numbers. It'd be very easy. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. He don't approach him like that. Robin though. says she's the shit out in these streets. No, he does not. Okay. I know he don't. <laughs> really, I don't no. see. And you know, and maybe it's because like I've always been in a relationship, and I'm like, dude, you're really wasting your time talking to me. Like, get to the mm. point. So maybe it's because like 
I'm not even like, I'm really not trying to talk to you. And if you're sitting here doing all this little stupid small talk, when you're just trying to get my number, like just beat it. You know what I mean? So maybe that's my perspective. That's true too. And I I haven't been in, I haven't been in a relationship for a hundred years like Robin. (laughs) And so when I'm approached, I'm like, all into the small talk because I got I like small talk. Yeah. Because I feel like small talk can tell you a lot about a person. Absolutely. It can tell you whether they're they're witty, whether they're smart, yes. whether you know, you can have a long term conversation with mm-hmm. them. Um, so I'm I'm here for the small talk game. So that's gonna be my tip for guys. Get your small talk on point. Get that thing on point. Listen, I ain't even gonna okay. lie, small talk does for us, it's the same thing. When we're evaluating a woman, right, it starts with looks, of course. You attract, you you approach someone you're attracted to. But when you start the small talk, if she can't hold the conversation either, a lot of men are kind of mm-hmm. like, eh, she pretty, but, but or, yeah, and, and, and it'll let you know which category she falls in, right? Because if <laughs> she's the pretty girl right. who can't have small talk, who doesn't seem intelligent, then you might get a date and whatever after the date but then if you find yeah you get a date in the smash and that's it but (laughs) if you a woman that's like wow she really intrigued me mentally it's like you know what let me go on another date let me see if this is the type of woman that i could spend the rest of my life with so small talk's important yeah Mm -hmm. but dating and smash no small talks dating smash like (laughs) (laughs) i gotta do what you're done with that one well, good luck to this young man. I love when guys write in too, because I feel like listener letters are always usually like heavily women writing in. But when the guys write yeah. in, I'm like, okay, they're, they're, they're taking a stab at trying to be a better a better gentleman, right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's dive into the second one. Oh, Lord, chat. This one long, long. <laughs> this one's just like a story. All right. Hey, Kadena Deval. My husband and I have been together since 2013. So that's nine years. Married since 2018. Four years. My husband is currently a stay-at-home dad, and I provide financially. I grew up in a household environment where the women did a lot of the work and always put everyone first and didn't ask much for themselves. As long as their husband and children were happy, they were happy. I've been accustomed to this, and I feel like this is how I'm supposed to be as a woman. I don't ask for help. If I need something, hi, I'm only five feet. I just get something to knock it down or a step stool. One, because I'm usually faster at doing that. And two, I don't want to inconvenience my husband to have him stop what he's doing or make him get up when he's relaxing. Right now, we're also on a budget. So I let my husband and child get their wants and needs and I don't ask for much. That's going to get tiring. Well, go ahead. My husband says it makes him feel like I don't need him because I do everything myself. I don't ask him to help or allow him to buy me things. The things he wants to buy me are usually more his style and more pricier than I would spend because I don't see the worth in it. For example, a $50 Hermes nail polish bottle. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine buying a five to, ten do- 5 to 10 different colors of a cheaper brand because they're going to chip off anyway. <laughs> he says since he's not providing financially, he feels inadequate. And me asking him for help or allowing him to buy me things would make him feel like he's at least contributing to my happiness. But she's still buying stuff with her own money, though. I don't get that. Right. Because he's a stay-at-home dad. He's not working. How do I break out of the habit and mentality of, I got this? Or, I don't want to inconvenience him, so I don't ask. I've always been independent. And if I do something, I'll figure it out. If I can't do something, I'll figure it out. How do I allow him to do these things without losing my own independence? Another part of me doing things on my own is my childhood environment. The women did everything to take care of their man, and they didn't have to lift a finger. I want my husband to feel needed and wanted, but also want to keep my independence and self-worth in knowing I don't need anyone to take care of me. 
Thank you for your advice and your inspiring podcast and family. Mm-hmm. Lady, look at Giselle. Giselle got her arms crossed. <laughs> One thing I'm gonna tell you about Giselle, you're gonna know what her answer it's is before she even language. open up. Just in the body language. No, this this is really good though. This is really good because I think that you know society has shifted a little bit and that there are more women making more money than men, mm-hmm. right? And we do feel as women a sense of independence and a sense of strength from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is not good for a relationship, mm-hmm. I think. I think a man feels then emasculated. Mm-hmm. I think that let him go on and buy that fifty dollar nail polish, which I've never seen before. But by the way, I'm very intrigued <laughs> by the Hermes nail Same. polish. I haven't even seen that. Same. But like, let right, let let him buy that and be happy and excited that he's doing that for you, even though you feel like it's a waste of money. Um, but you got to give the man something that he feels like he's in charge, that mm-hmm. he is contributing, mm-hmm. that he is doing something to make him la- his lady feel. Um, a sense of security and that he is making her happy. Like, you know, I am the biggest independent woman on earth mm-hmm. and I've learned later in life that I got to like make up shit to like allow the guy to feel like he's helping me out, even though I can mm-hmm. do it myself, but I got to give it to mm-hmm. him anyway so that they feel like they're contributing. Um, so I get where she's coming from, but like, let him be a man. Just let him do it. I have a different perspective. I mean, first of all, the fact that he's, but the fact that he's a stay-at-home dad, I think, like that's a major contribution. So sure. I think he should probably maybe um, acknowledge that I, a lot with him. You yeah. know, just like reinforce that. Tell him, you know, how important he is to to her and the family, and and she can't do what she does without him being a stay-at-home dad. Like, so she's got to like pump his his ego up in that sense. Um, I get what she, I get where she's coming from, where she's like, I just do it myself. Cause I'm the, t- I'm that type of person. I'm like, if I want something, I'm just do it. I don't, I don't need, you know, mm-hmm. anyone to do things for me. Cause I'm going to figure out how to do it. Um, but I do think, uh, yeah, she just needs to let him, she needs to let him lead when he can. She needs to let him, if he wants to treat her nice, let him treat her nice. But mostly like, she just needs to just pump his head up and just tell him how important he is to, um, just the daily, you know, being able to to do what she does. She can't do what she does without him taking care of their kids. So what I wonder though is is she genuinely happy in herself being this for their family? Because it doesn't read that she's just like, this makes me so happy to be of service to my husband in this capacity and do all of this for my family. She's saying it more like she's been conditioned to do this because this was the norm that's, that's what I was going to that say. she grew up in. So yeah. it doesn't read in here at all that the reason why I'm doing this is because it just is so fulfilling for me and it makes me so happy to do it. It's giving more just like that's just what I've seen growing up. Well this is this is what I believe. I feel like even in this generation, like Giselle said earlier, society has changed, right? Socioeconomically things are way different. The women she watched growing up probably weren't out earning their husbands. So those women might have been stay-at-home moms or might have worked part-time. So their contribution was to do everything for their husband if their husband was out working a nine-to-five or 12-hour days. But when your husband is home with the kids and then you come home and tell him, I'm going to take care of everything. So she's been out working a nine-to-five and then she has to come home. That's a a different socioeconomic system that women are existing in in today's time. For example, you can't ask a woman to be 
for example, an old school type of woman if you don't provide old school values, right? And old school values are provided that a man goes out and work and a man, a woman stays at home if she wants to. Like, for example, in our household, um, I earn more than enough money for both me and my wife to not work, but my wife wants to work. So when she works, she works. She wants to make her own money. She makes her own money. But since I've provided her with the opportunity, some of the traditional things that I, I want in a wife that when I come home, she doesn't have a problem doing it because she feels the freedom and comfort. Asking a woman yeah. to do both, both be a earner and be a homemaker when she gets home to me is just unfair. And I think for him, that feeling of inadequacy comes from naturally feeling like, wait a minute, what am I doing here? I'm a stay-at-home dad. Plus, when my wife comes home, she doesn't need me either. She does everything. like, And and she really can't talk him out of feeling that way. He's going to have to get his ass up and do something. Like, I feel like all yeah, people right. just need their own purpose. A man or woman. Yeah. Like, everybody needs their own purpose. And it's not on your partner to make to tell you, like, hey, you're everything I need. Nah, you got to figure out who you yeah. are on your own or else you're always going to feel inadequate. So I just think he needs to work on his yeah. self-esteem a little bit. And she needs right. to but be my- open. This this was from her or from him? This was from, from her, her, right? From her, yeah. Yeah. So she needs to tell him go get a job. Go on and get get a job. Okay. We can get a name. We can get a nanny for the kids. Just go on and get a job. Look, I'm, you know what? You know what? I'm not mad true. at that. I'm not mad at that. If that you want to so buy true. me Hermes nail polish, right? Go get a job so you can buy me Hermes nail polish with mm-hmm. your money. If I'm working my ass off, right, and then I come home to take care of you, and then you say you want to make me feel better by getting money from me to buy me then stuff, it's like, that's what, not babe, Let me get the debit card real quick. Yeah, that's, that's not helping. <laughs> right. What's the pen? But like, it, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't sound like she was complaining though. That no. he, that's not, you know, that's what I'm wondering. She just you're right. You're she's right. complaining. She's complaining. <laughs> if she's, she's writing in, in a nice way. If she's writing in, she yes. is complaining. Like if she's writing yeah. in, she is complaining. But legit, I'm waiting for the resentment to start to build. At some yeah. point, there's right. going to be some resentment building for sure. But Robin did have a point. Listen, though. listen. She, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Right. No, no. I, I was just gonna say, if I'm working, I come home, go on the couch. Oh, I'm resentful. <laughs> you got to get up and be doing something. Something. Make okay. yourself busy. Yes. I feel you saying? on that. I feel you on that. Kadeen and I have gone through through that thing where mm-hmm. it's just a, it's just whoever's out for the day and when they come home and that person is just home, you just be looking at them. Yeah, like, like, damn, you like, why are you just day? here? Like, but, why are, just act right, like what you, you're doing what you do today? when I come in the Not house. Not to discredit, right? though, the stay-at-home parent because we know what it's like to sit at home and be with kids home all day. Like, it looks as if I'm home and I'm comfy and I'm right. cozy and I'm sleeping all day. But no, right. I'm running after kids and doing household shit. You know what I'm that saying? Is true. That is that like right. you how can't many, discredit how that. How many kids did she say? Did she say? Did she say the age or how she many? She said my. Kids she said my my husband and child. So I let my husband and child. One so kid. Like There's one. One kid. Uh, damn, brother, that was my argument. <laughs> that I, was my I, argument. I want her to never write in again. She can never <laughs> write in again. Okay, just ridiculous. <laughs> Robin had a point though. Robin's point was it doesn't sound like she's complaining, right? It it doesn't sound like she's complaining. Like she doesn't have a problem with herself but her husband is the one with the problem Uh so let's just think about this right just think about it psychologically she's the one that goes to work she's the one that feels like she has to give them everything they want and now she feels like she has to fix her husband there is Mm. something there she's not complaining but there is something there Mm -hmm. if she feels she sees all the things that are wrong and she's asking us to tell her you know how we can fix this but now so your husband stays at home and he wants the money to buy you gifts, and now he has a problem because he feels inadequate. That there's something wrong there. No, mm, you know, no. Facts there's something. Wrong. She's not complaining, yeah. but she's pointing it out. 
she's yeah, she's, <laughs> she's complaining. She's leaving something out, but it's definitely it's definitely deep. And I think as yeah. the longer it goes on, it's going to be frustrating for both of them. So it's better it's better for her to to let go, let him do some things around the house. Um, but also, yeah, it's time for him to get a job. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. It's just yeah. I, I want to see my man providing and feeling that sense of security and comfort and just that's knowing that I feel that's br- you on, it's huh? a turn on okay babe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> did the check clear that's what I want to you know, know I do that I do that sometimes just to like to like get her all excited I go up I go outside and I open up like the hood of the car and I just rub my hands on everything so it get dirty <laughs> and then I just come back in the house like yes I had to fix the carburetor meanwhile <laughs> We have an electric. We have an electric car, so there's nothing under there. Oh just wow! Be and she's like, "Good job, baby." I'm just like, she be wow, taking pictures, you look like amazing. looking. I like a husband it's that can so fix manly. stuff. Look at that! I just oh be in there wiping my hands on so stuff. That's good. That's y'all love language. I like. <laughs> I love it. I like that. I love that for us. Oh man. Okay. Number Ready? three. This is this is a novel here. All right. Hello, Kadeen and Deval. First and foremost, I wanted to say that I love you guys so much, and we love you too. Thank you. You two are really amazing and your podcast has really helped me live a better life for myself and has given me different aspects for how to raise my child. Uh, so th- for that, I thank you. You're so welcome, Mama. Thank you. To start off this story, whenever whenever someone puts off to start off this story, you know this shit about to be wild. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> to start off the story, I really need help with my relationship. I don't know what to do and there's so much to say, but I'm going to try to give it give you the shortest version. Okay. She's already two paragraphs in. We know nothing. (laughs) My husband and I have been together for five years, married for four. Short time. I know, right? But I think we have come to the end of our road in our relationship. The damage has been done. We have been to three counselors and still can't get it right. I think it's him. He thinks it's me. So on and so forth. She's very, very articulate and extremely colorful Mm -hmm. with this writing. (laughs) The disrespect between these past few arguments leaves current convo short and sometimes just unresolved. We barely have sex, maybe once or twice a month. Ooh. Uh, I'm just not in the mood anymore. I feel like I've been hurt so many times and I don't feel like I can be vulnerable with him anymore. It seems like I'm living with my enemy. I've tried everything, guys, but I'm the only one who seems to be putting any actual effort to try to make changes and I get nothing from him. He huffs and puffs every time I try to talk and will say whatever he wants to hurt me and lashes out from time to time. On top of that, no conversation ever gets finished because if he doesn't like what I say, he gets up and walks away. Damn. Uh, It doesn't matter if she's still going. Wow. I already got what's happening here. Uh, Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if I come to him with some respect, watch my tone or lower my voice. I get the same results. He was really interested in counseling and told me that he didn't believe in it, uh, which makes me feel like the three counselors were a waste of time. Nor was he really an active participant in our sessions either. The situation has been going for, on for almost two years. Dang, they've only been married for four years. Uh, we never go out as a couple. Our family stopped like, see, yo, yo, let me tell you something about Giselle. Giselle going to laugh. She going to fold her arms. She going to suck her teeth. She more. sure is. <laughs> She's like, no, they're not calling me about this stuff. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't even need to rest. I, 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 I feel resentment because... How he treated me in the beginning as uh, beginning has all changed. He used to be the sweetest guy. I'm talking the man of my dreams. I thought I wouldn't ever want to be with anyone else in the world. This is until I moved in with him and realized who he truly was. Mm. But now I feel like he knows that he's got me and he thinks I probably won't go anywhere. But I'm starting to think otherwise. We have a baby together. He's almost two. And I don't want to separate our household and raise my son alone. I can't even afford it if I wanted to. I'm 26 uh, I'm 26 and he's 31. 
and I've been okay. Oh, I have an okay paying job, but you know, when you're from New York, or you from New York, and mm. oh man, that's tough. And she said that Jersey <laughs> rent be busting. <laughs> The rent be busting. The, uh, that's just right. that's hilarious, by the way. But back to the story. Oh, we going back to the story. Oh wow. Okay. Um, scroll down some more. Scroll. <laughs> What's her question? I'm trying to get to. I really have story. strong thoughts. Okay. About- I really have uh, strong thoughts about being with someone else. I know there is someone out there that would treat me better and not degrade or continuously disrespect me. Our last convo was the final straw. I have had brain fog from COVID and tend to stutter and can't think of words to say in conversations. And he made sure that he laughed at me. That's fucked up. <laughs> made fun of the fact that I... I fight this nigga. Let me not even go there. <laughs> made fun of the fact that I couldn't speak and told me... If this was my sister, he'd get hands put on him. I should get my shit together and then come to him. <laughs> I was hurt, guys. Honestly hurt. I know the damage has been done on both sides. I am far from perfect. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to read it. She still has a lot going on. She wants to know, should I leave? Should I stay? What should I do? Um, yeah. I really wish I could stay oh, with no, him. Oh, no, she said, would I be wrong for telling him that I think an open marriage would be the best thing for us at this point or for me? Or should I file a divorce and deal with the consequences and call it a day? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I know. That's a lot. Like, What that's do you do when you truly feel like there's nothing left? Well, an open marriage ain't so, the answer. It's, all right. So as, as she was reading, I was like, okay, just leave. And then popped right. in. Oh, we have a two-year-old. Right. Oh, we live together. I can't afford. The rent is expensive. And that's where, that's her problem. It's like she's, I think if you didn't have the, the child, if you didn't, if you weren't able to live on your own, then you would have been gone. Been gone. So yes. you, yeah. And, and what you, what she's dealing with right now, like it's only going to get worse. Clearly mm-hmm. you've been to three counselors. It's only going to get worse. You have a child. Your child doesn't need to be raised in an environment like that. Nope. So I'm sorry. She's going to have to, in my opinion, find a way. Fall on hard times. Yeah, she got to like it, it, it's it's it sucks. I don't you know we don't want to promote divorce and all that. We want to keep our families together, but this is not going to get any better. She's going to be miserable. It's going to get worse. We don't want it to get to a point where it's extremely toxic and you have a child. So do what you can do and figure out how to help to get out of there. And file for divorce. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is what I. Think. I mean, she can stay if she wants to, but I, she can stay. But he left a long time ago. Okay, Facts. mentally Facts. and emotionally, that brother been gone. Facts. So it's over. Get your baby and bounce. It's a wrap. And Facts. figure out how to financially make it make it work. I mean, I'm sure you got a mama, a grandmama, an auntie, that. a cousin, somebody you can stay with mm-hmm. until you can get yourself financially on your feet. Um, I mean, this is a no brainer. Girl, mm-hmm. bounce. It's yeah, I would I would have to say, you know, the first thing is realizing that they've only been married for four years. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people just look at time and be like, that's so long. I've invested so much. And then she has to get rid of that shame of getting divorced, right? There's nothing wrong with getting a divorce. Most people stay in a marriage right. because they're like, I don't want to be shamed mm-hmm. by saying I got a divorce. Mm-hmm. But Or they you, think it's failing. Or they think yeah. it's failing. But to be honest, failing is staying in a relationship where you're underappreciated and mm-hmm. being abused. Like... These small things right here start off as that type of abuse until that type of abuse isn't enough and then it gets to be more. When someone openly wants to make fun of you or degrade you or make you feel like you're less than, that's how abuse starts. And then when that no longer works because at some point she's going to get used to that and ignore it, that's when the abuse goes to another level. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it so many times with so many of the, the yeah. men and women that I've, I've talked to that it always starts somewhere and you can see it coming and you say, oh, they'll change if I do more. And the more you do, yeah. the worse they get. 
I know the old school approach is like, you know, wait till you marry to move in. But that's why I'm a proponent for living with somebody before you get married and you make that final, mm. final decision. Because she ass. said everything was fine. He right. was the man of her dreams till they moved in. And then what happens? Your representative right. that you've been presenting to this woman the entire time can no longer sustain a living situation. You know what I'm saying? Now the real person's right. going to come to pass. And it's just like, shit, if I had known that living with him was going to be like this and this is how life was going to be, I might not have even married his ass to begin with. I also gotta say this though, mm-hmm. babies. And change. and let's not forget they they only dated for a year right. before they got married too, so they barely knew each Thanks. other when they got married. But I'm I'm doing the math. She got pregnant. They got married. Mm-hmm. The baby's about two. The baby's about two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got married. She got that pregnant. Was quick. No, they've been married for four years. Four they've years. Been married for four yeah. years. Together, they've been together for, five. for five. Okay, so. five. Okay, five. Yeah. My math was wrong. My math is wrong. Never mind. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but if you think about it, it's like the they, was they were dating for a year, got married, got pregnant, right? right. You really didn't yeah. know this yeah. person. And babies change relationships. Even people, for example, yeah. Kay and I were together for eight years before mm-hmm. we had Jackson, and having Jackson completely changed the dynamic mm-hmm. of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And this was a woman that I had known for eight years. Imagine you don't know somebody and they get pregnant. And then you move in. It's like you've taken all the variables that are possible, all those variables, and put them in one situation. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost right. a recipe for disaster. So, and, and she got married pretty young. She said she's 26. So yes. she got married when she was 22. 20, so you yes. really didn't notice. Yeah. No. You really didn't notice. You don't know yourself. Well. You didn't know. He, he it's did, right. You didn't, she didn't know no. herself. Yeah. She didn't know him. You were <laughs> way know. too young to be getting married yeah. at 22 years old. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, and, mm-hmm. and I want to, Give her some um, encouragement and opti- optimistic, you know, just guidance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like life evolves, it changes. You grow so much, and so yes, yes, you're 22, but you have so much growing to do. So don't feel like you're stuck. Like just yes. look at this right. experience. Um, you know, if it if it ends and it doesn't end well, just look at it as a, as a, a learning lesson and something to just add to your life story. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you stay, imagine if you stay in this relationship for 10 more years and yeah. you're miserable oh my God. and you're yeah. stuck and you're, yeah. you know, it's toxic. You can't grow. You can't. No. So, yeah, just no. it's it's time to move on. Yeah. I do too. And he don't like her anymore anyway. So it's over. He don't. Like, there's no way any, any man that would openly just laugh at their significant other who's, who's obviously going through something like brain fog from COVID and stuttering. Like, I like to laugh at everybody. Right, I, mm-hmm. I love to laugh, but I would never laugh at my wife <laughs> yeah, when she's cruel. going through something mm-hmm. that makes it looks her like feel he's like purposely that. Purposely trying to hurt her feelings. He might yeah. just be the one pushing her out because you do. Sometimes the person that wants the divorce sometimes doesn't want to be the one to initiate it. So it's almost as if he seems like he's pushing all these buttons for her to pull the trigger. Just pull yeah. the trigger, shit. Just pull. And like, they both immature. The yeah. yes. he's thirty-one, which means he got married when he was twenty-five. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still too young. Yeah, yeah. like Thanks. he was twenty-five and she was twenty-one. Like, yes, that's, girl. You got a lot of life left. A whole lot of life, mama. Do what's best for you and your baby. Go find your peace. Be in a healthy relationship. And you're right. If you're 26, there's plenty of men out there who will be like, hey, what's up, mama? They're going to have to start small talk with you. Except Man. if you run into Robin, Robin ain't going to small talk. Yeah. Robin going to walk right up to you and be like, what's up with you and your kid? Why are you yeah. both here yeah. at the bar? Why are you both here at the bar? You and the kid. <laughs> 
See, I'm ready to throw this next letter, <laughs> this next letter out because it starts with "Hello, Uncle Devon and Auntie KK." First of all, I ain't y'all aunt. Uh-oh. What? Right? I'm not your aunt. You can call me sis, Uh-oh. but aunt be making me feel some kind of way, like y'all trying to put me in a certain age bracket. Let me explain something to you, okay? I'm gonna <laughs> no. be honest. What? Move on to the next one. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, you. Thank you, Giselle. Y'all can't do no. that to people, man. No. I mean, I like the term of endearment, but let's say, listen, brother listen. Deval. And Sister K. K, we that? old now. There we go. There we go. There we go. You could be old. I'm not gonna be old. Yo, are you on TikTok, ladies? Are y'all on TikTok? Yes, I, I am. am. You're not on TikTok. You know why I'm not on TikTok? I tried to get on TikTok. My head started hurting. It was too much stuff <laughs> exactly. going on over there. The, yeah, the kids that was on there was between 15 and 22, and all of those kids could be my kids. So when they call me, well, Uncle you Devon, have to, TikTok. You got to jump in and jump out. It's not for your. It's not for. Age You're right. To it's, stay on it longer than 15 seconds. The, con- the consumption for yeah. me, yeah, that time span. It's I guess. A lot. I mean, I, I guess we're approaching. If that you're bracket, in the Instagram, but... Facebook group, they gonna call you auntie. <laughs> That's we're in that Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Generation, you know what I'm saying? So you, you auntie, uncle, own it. True, yeah. You're a fine ass auntie. All right, I'll be a fine ass auntie then. All right, all right, niece. All right, let me see what my niece got to say today, y'all. Right, I think think it's a girl we talking to. I just want to start by saying thank you for every episode you've ever created. This is music to my ears, my everyday ears. My fiance and I have been together since high school, which will be nine years on November 6th, 2022. Engaged for two years. All right, now we've recently bought a new house. House and we have one kid together, one on the way. He's literally my best friend and I couldn't see our lives without each other in it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. We've gone through some bad times where we just didn't know if we could make it, but we did. We're planning to get married next year, but when we got pregnant, we really couldn't afford a wedding, which was what we both wanted. I know you talked about if you guys can get married again, you would do it differently. What's some advice that you we should take just to say I do? I hope to get a chance... I hope oh, sorry, I'm child. I hope you get a chance to read my letter and I can't wait to see you live again in Philly. So what's some advice that we should take into consideration, I guess, before they say I do? So so my first wedding was in 2005 and we uh-huh. had 400 people there. Mm-hmm. And it was the time of my life. It was amazing. We had so much fun, so many memories. It was great, but I would never do it again mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, so now intimate weddings to me are very nice. Yeah. Um, I had an intimate wedding, um, but like three receptions and they were like 200, 500, a hundred. I mean, it was just stupid, but, um, can you know, you got to explain that. Don't, don't, don't gloss over that. Why we had three receptions. I got to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Okay. So I got married to this guy. He's a pastor of a church. Mm -hmm. So he wanted a reception for the church. Ah, okay. So that was Lottie Dottie and everybody. Okay, (laughs) that was probably like five hundred people. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. I just felt like I felt like because I had the intimate wedding, um, the ceremony, I didn't mind doing all the other receptions because I had like that personal intimate moment, which Mm -hmm. was important to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times when people think about weddings, they're thinking about everyone else like we're having to appease because when Deval and I got mm-hmm. married we were the first on either side you know first like niece and nephew mm-hmm. first grandchild like we were the first to get married so all the excitement wow. was around us getting married so yeah. we had a smooth 330 people at our wedding yeah and the yeah. day was a blur I'll never do that again and ever in yeah. my life I'm I just like I don't even know yeah. I don't even know care to know like half of them people that was there 
exactly maybe just a percentage of them that i'd still talk to i would never do that shit again and at that point for us too it was like people said you know deval gave me um pretty much an option he said do you want a house or do you want a wedding and i was like Mm -hmm. well I want both. Like, duh. But she like, didn't, why would she I didn't, pick? She you know didn't say mean? that, though. She I want said, both. She said, babe, babe, you know, I really want a wedding. As in, you're a, a girl. You put the pillowcase on your head and you talk about being a bride. And that's what I, <laughs> I dreamed did. of my own time and my whole life. I didn't quite say and it like that. She, she said that she wanted this wedding so bad. <laughs> I did. And this is the funny part. We, we'd we already owned the property in Michigan. When I was playing ball, we bought a house. So... In her defense, we already owned two properties. I was like, we got a house. So, but we mm-hmm. were living in an apartment mm. in Brooklyn. We were living in an apartment in Brooklyn because I had got cut. So we were living in an apartment mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. And I said to her, we could buy a brownstone in Brooklyn or we would have to live in this apartment for five years while I rebuild so that we can do something else with the, the resources. And she said, mm-hmm. I don't mind staying in this apartment. It's really, really nice. I like it here. <laughs> ladies, ladies. <laughs> The minute yeah. we came back from the honeymoon, she sat on the edge of the bed, right? And I was just uh, like, what's, uh, the, what's the matter? Tears come down her eyes. She goes, I don't want to stay in this apartment. <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, really? She got you. She got you. And our wedding cost $75,000. Like, when we actually $75, that shit, I was like, I can't get here. In 2009. The worst investment I have ever made in my life. But I will oh. say this. Yeah. I will say this. We had the time of our life. We did. And mm-hmm. we ended up getting the wedding we wanted and we have the house we wanted. So we got both. Right. It just didn't right. happen on the time, the time she wanted frame. it to happen. Yes. Or I wanted right. it to happen. And in between the time from getting the wedding and the house, it was very, very difficult. Like mm-hmm. financially, mm-hmm. we were we were mm-hmm. trying to make ends meet. Like it was just a poor investment. We were in our mid-20s. Like, we just had no clue about what we were doing, and we thought we knew everything. So my advice to them would be, think about the marriage, not the wedding. Mm-hmm. If you focus on the yeah. marriage, you'll make a decision yeah. that'll last that more long term. Yeah, because yeah. going into it, it seems like they have a pretty True. solid, healthy situation going on mm-hmm. here. It's just a dilemma over this whole wedding thing. Yeah, um, I agree. And I've, I've seen beautiful images of small, intimate weddings that look like they're full of love. You make sure you have the, the people that, you really, really, really love and want mm-hmm. to be there. And, you know, they were able to keep keep it at a, a really small budget. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of people get caught up in the whole like, oh, I want this big wedding to please other people, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to realize like, no, this you got to be smart and think long term and realize that, you know, you don't have to please other people. Mm-hmm. But you can also have a beautiful wedding that you ha- create memories, uh, long lasting memories, and you'll be happy with. So. Yeah. That's so true. People are in search of the Instagrammable moments. Yeah. If you have exactly. money to waste, if you have money to waste, money to burn, mm-hmm. then ball out. Mm-hmm. Have your big wedding mm-hmm. with people that you're not going to talk to ever again in life. Mm-hmm. Ball out. But if, if, if that's not how you're living, which is obviously these people that um, wrote, then you really have to be mindful about what matters. And what matters mm-hmm. is you and him. That's mm-hmm. it. And the, and the babies. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's what matters so make it make sense as it relates to people that love you for life yeah absolutely i've seen some really cute ones like deval's best friend and his uh wife now they up and went to italy just the two of them just the two of them and she had a beautiful yeah. gown mm-hmm. he was in like a tailored custom tux they had mm-hmm. an officiant 
They had a photographer, a videographer. They took a yacht on the Amalfi Coast. And they, it was, and just, it was just the two of them. And I was yeah, just like, some yes. flowers. Yeah. Nice. Like, yep. That's going to be my next wedding. Yeah. Yes, Giselle. I'm going to speak yes. that into existence <laughs> for you, sis. I'm going to speak it into existence <laughs> for and you. And I'm going to say this too, right? I'm going to put to rest this stigma that when it comes to weddings, mm-hmm. that it's only women who want to have a big wedding. Because remember what you talked about with mm. people wanting to do things real big? I'm people. I'm people. Yeah. The, the minute Kay said to me she wanted to have a big wedding, I was like, all right. So, because your ego as a man is fine. All my boys are right. playing ball. What they have for their wives? They had what? Well, yep. How many courses? We want 14 courses. We want 14 <laughs> courses. And they was just like, Mr. Ellis, you sure I said I'm positive, baby? Whatever you want, you can get. So here I am trying to be big baller, not having the money because my ego mm-hmm. wouldn't allow me to say, that I couldn't, you know, I had to downsize my wedding. So it's not only women. Mm-hmm. Fellas, we fall yeah. into that too. And I was definitely victim of, of trying to keep up with the Joneses at that moment. You were, and I regretted it afterwards. You were really invested. Deval was just like, yeah. what's the what's the wedding colors going to be? Because I, 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 my favorite color is red. It should be red. And I was like, I was like, why do you <laughs> oh, even no. care? Like, you're really invested right. that much in this wedding? And yes. he's like, well, yeah, if I'm right. paying for that shit, yes. it got to be red. I was like, okay. Uh-uh. So here I am whispering to the, the wedding planner. The red doesn't go with my yellow. What are we gonna make this work yeah i was oh, no. i was i was a diva i was a little bit of a diva i said like, where's the red drawers my it. guy get you some red drawers and socks right exactly Damn. call it a day call it a day well shit That's speaking fun. of calling it a day it looks like we're gonna have to wrap with you guys soon i think we're coming to Damn, the end of our time i know triple just gave me the the uh group chat we got to get to the end of this um but i would love to have y'all back i think we were doing we were just on the tip of the iceberg of getting good with some other stuff here too. So, yes, um, yes, we can y'all the scratching the surface. And y'all gotta come on our no, no, no question. We love no a crossover question. event. Uh, we you definitely we love just a let us know. Event. Let us know for okay, sure. Okay, but if y'all come to Reasonably Shady, y'all have to understand. Uh-huh. It's nothing but shady. Okay. okay. Um. I, I love. I like shady. Actually, I think it's fun. I, Absolutely. I, think shady is I guess fun. for the sake of our our people uh, who normally listen, and we had to code it with love. But we do agree. We like the moments of shade. So if we, we have somewhere we can unleash the shade, I'm mm-hmm. I'm with it. I'm yes. with it. Our whole podcast, <laughs> yes. dead ass, came built off shading. We shaded each other. Like facts. We we told uh, each other about each other for the first four seasons. Yeah. And we oh, did it in cute. jest. Like we that. did it in jest and in love. But right. we definitely were shading each yeah, other. This so. was definitely like th- this pe- podcast. I don't know how it's been for you guys, but it's definitely been like therapy for us. We usually have discoveries every oh, yeah. episode. Like, yeah. oh shit, I didn't even know you thought that. Or like, who are you again? Uh-huh. Like, who is yeah. this person? You yeah. know, about <laughs> things I'm delusional yep. every yeah. day, every day. <laughs> But I we love, love y'all so much. Thank you so that. much. Let everybody know where we can Thank find you. your podcast, where they can find you, your show, what you have going on. Go ahead and drop that plug. Yes, Reasonably Shady Podcast. We download episodes or upload episodes every Monday, uh, but we are on any anywhere you can catch your, your podcast. Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, Instagram at Reasonably Shady Podcast. What else? And catch us on and, the no, we're, And we're also, yeah, we're also on Patreon. So, mm-hmm. um, Mm-hmm. Reasonably Shady is on Patreon, so go check that out. And yes, every Sunday, 8 o'clock on Bravo TV, The Real Housewives of Potomac. Love or it. The Giselle Show, whichever one you, whichever one you want to call it. So, Bravo, just say what it I'm, is. I'm not even going to lie. I'm say not even going to lie. I, I don't have time to watch TV, right? But after meeting you guys like this, it does make me want to watch y'all on TV because I want to yes. see. Because I'm like, I got a chance to actually see y'all. So y'all are both really sweet. And I know the housewives, they always be going at each other. I'm going to see what Giselle say to fuck somebody day up. Because <laughs> oh then I know Robin, Robin's going to be the one like, listen, guys, she didn't mean it like that. <laughs> That's not exactly how she meant it. She might have said, 
your breath stink. But she didn't mean it like that. And she she didn't mean your baby was ugly. She didn't mean it. She said it. She didn't That's mean not what she was ugly, Lord. I want to actually want to yes. tune in and check it out. I'm gonna tune in and check no, it out. No, definitely. You should definitely watch. We're we're very entertaining and you're gonna learn a lot about both of us. But you know okay. that Giselle's yeah, she's the shady one. <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, we have a. I am. Last but not least, we have a live show, a reasonably oh, shady yeah. live show in New York, November twenty sixth. So it's that Thanksgiving weekend. So after you eat that turkey on Thursday, that's what's up. Then on Damn. Saturday at City Winery, we are going to have our mm-hmm. live show. So that's if you're all in up. town, come check us out. Beautiful. That would be so dope. That's Absolutely, nah. I can't wait to sit with y'all again. And chat some more, but we're going to let you go for now. Thank y'all for joining us for on sure. this episode of Thank Dead you Ass so with Val. Yes, we absolutely. appreciate y'all. Take fun. care now. Thank you. Bye. Peace. Thank you, guys. All right. <laughs> All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Thank you to each and every one of you who have written into our listener letters. And, you know, even if you haven't been selected yet, keep writing, keep sending, because yes. I'm sure at some point we will definitely get to your letter. Yes. And if you want to be featured as a listener letter and you have not wrote, written in yet, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's right. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right. Moment of truth time after getting the... Uh, Giselle and Robin's perspective on these listener letters. I hope you guys found some of the advice helpful this time around. I guess my moment of truth is that, you know, no one can really tell y'all what to do in these (laughs) situations. I mean, it's fun for us to listen and to maybe offer a different perspective, but ultimately you have to live in that body of yours. You have to live in those situations. You have to live in that life. You have to put your head on that pillow at night and, and be, we hope content at the very least with the life that you're living. So mm-hmm. that being said, I guess you can take our stuff with a grain of salt or you can take it with the whole enchilada. But <laughs> hopefully you're doing what makes you happy first and foremost. Facts. And um, I'm just going to say you right. And I want to add this. Being reasonably shady mm-hmm. or dead ass mm-hmm. can be extremely healthy. Yes. Because once you take the sugar off the coating and you got to deal with the hard truth, mm-hmm. sometimes that's the best medicine. Right. No, you take the sugar off. That's cute. Take the sugar off the dry ass cupcake because the cupcakes be dry sometimes. How you going to remix my and saying? Then, I just said it off the flip. It was a mic drop. Why you had to remix my joint? It was cute though, but it just made me think of like the times when you've had like the icing on a cake and then the cake be dry. Are you hungry? I Are you I hungry? hungry? I think it's lunchtime, y'all. Because it, it is lunchtime. my moment of truth, and you try to remix my moment of truth. Now we talking about pastry. My bad. I was come on now, Ellis. I'm hungry. That was reasonably shady. All right. Dead ass. Well, you know what you should do then. Go on social media, find us <laughs> at Dead Ass the Podcast before I go take this lunch break. And you can find me at Kadeen I am. And I am Devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Dead ass. And keep writing in. We love to hear from y'all. We love you. Thank y'all so much. Dead Ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's Better, H-E-L-P, It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. 
one at Flatiron Plaza in New York City, and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.